Have you ever heard someone say, bless you, after a sneeze and wondered, where did that come from? Well, it actually originated during the bubonic plague, where sneezing was one of the first signs of disease. When you sneezed, people would say, God bless you, because like, Satine, you in danger, girl. That sounds right. Or does it date back to ancient Rome, where people believe that sneezing could expel evil demons from your body? So when someone sneezed, those around them would say, bless you, as a way to ward off any remaining demons that might be floating around in the air. Bless you, Maximus, bless you. That sounds right. What? Oh, it's actually the bubonic plague one? Okay, well, that's less fun. Every week, I am joined with a celebrity guest. Together, we'll explore the strange and surprising origins behind everyday expressions and try to figure out which is the real one. I'm your host, Andrew Keenan-Bolger, and this is That Sounds Right. I am very thrilled to introduce our guest today, Randy Rainbow. He is a multi-talented comedian, singer, and author, best known for his side-splittingly funny videos that masterfully combine musical parody with political satire. A four-time Emmy Award nominee for Outstanding Short Form Variety Series, Randy has also released a Grammy-nominated debut solo album, A Little Brains, A Little Talent, and penned the New York Times best-selling book, Playing With Myself, out on paperback May 31st. And in his free time, he hosts the Randy Rainbow Podcast. Keep in mind, folks, we all have the same number of hours in a day as this remarkable talent. Please give a warm welcome to Randy Rainbow. Hi. I always just welcome people as though there's a studio audience. I know. That was missing a a thunderous applause. That was for the radiator, I guess. Damn. (laughs) Randy. What a great... Um, intro. Oh, well, I'm thanks. very impressed with myself. Oh, I, as you should be. This was <laughs> exhausting to write. I now have Carpal Tunnel listing I'm your credits. Sorry. That's, well, listen, so you're no slouch either, darling. <laughs> Already, we met like way back in the early days of YouTube. Um, and when did we meet now? I mean, it must have been. My, my recollection is that we met for the first time. Am I wrong? When we did that reading. I feel like I met you at a gay bar. If we're well, if we're being totally you're probably honest. right, and that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> but I mean, I that's met you when handshake. I was lucid and like in my body. <laughs> yes, I. But I feel like I had been a huge fan of your work for years on YouTube. I feel like you were one of the first people I really saw on that platform who just really figured out their voice and just knew exactly who you were. Has it always <laughs> felt that way to you? Um. I I get I mean I'm I'm inclined to say no cuz I never I'm always like trying to find myself nothing ever seems like a like an easy but I guess that's true for everybody. Um so yeah there was a lot of kind of uh discovery and exploration and trying to figure out you know what 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 is the model for you and what less of this more of that. I found though that once I kind of just can you curse on this podcast? Yeah, go for it. Once you just say fuck all that and just do what you want to do and and are just yourself, it's a very cliche, but that's what people end up gravitating toward. So I've tried to always just do what makes me laugh. Yeah. And that's that seemed to work. I love that. It's like the in the specific is the universal somehow. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah. <laughs> Don't <laughs> Put laugh. Put that on a fortune cookie. <laughs> exactly. Um, now I'm racking my brain. Was there a specific like political or pop culture moment that sparked you to make your first video? 
Um, well, the very first one that went viralish was mm -hmm. um, called Randy Rainbow's Dating Mel Gibson. Oh my gosh! That's Do you remember right. that yes. one? Yes. Was that using his voicemails? Yes, those awful like oh my god, homophobic, anti-Semitic, racist phone rants. Those tirades that he left, you know, voicemails for yes, his. Yes, I totally remember that. And I walked around my apartment having romantic phone conversations with them. Oh my god! And, and that that went like well for the day it was viralish. Yeah. I think it got like sixty thousand views in the first <laughs> day, and I was like, oh my god, I'm famous. And, but and did, when did you did start lead... doing musical stuff? Musical stuff. I mean, from there, long story. Read the book now in paperback. Right. Um, but it I, eventually, I got a job working for Broadway World, oh, the website. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wanted me to kind of do my commentary and my my videos and my style, but you know, and and sort of using the headlines of the Broadway you know, news. Yeah. Which ain't easy sometimes. <laughs> but I, you know, um, so I I kind of, uh, long story short, I ended up one day, I think, using song parody to talk about the Tonys or something. And then I just kind of, uh, you know, I, I, I was also at the same time doing my political stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Um, was it didn't start political. It started as just sort of whatever the hot topics were, right. entertainment news. It's turned out in 2016, everything became <laughs> political. Not my yeah. choice. <laughs> um, but so I, I ended up kind of infusing the Broadway world gimmick of musicals with the more mainstream stuff. And to my delight, it worked. It turns out like I am sitting squarely in that Venn diagram of like political interest in musical theater. I mean, I didn't know that there was such a a, a market for it, but people love that they, that 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 format. I'm like, this was just like a means to an end. I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but people love their politics with show tunes. It turns out. I think what is so brilliant about your stuff is, I think people actually mistake the fact that someone breaks into song is like, and that's the joke, and like. A lot of times on TV, they'll have musical numbers, and you're like, this isn't actually funny. They, they're they just singing, and that's, like, the joke. Your stuff is the intertextual references, the, like, internal rhyme. That is truly the hysterical part. Oh, thank you. Oh, what a good compliment. True. No, it's very true. Well, I, you know what? I, I'm always kind of self-conscious about using parody, because mm -hmm. to be honest with you, it's, again, it was a means to an end. I don't write music. And I just sort of needed, you know, if I did, I guess I would write original songs, but yeah. I did, so I rip off other people. <laughs> um, but I also, in doing it, have learned to to sort of appreciate the art of of parody. And it does, it kind of it puts everyone on the same kind of playing field, mm -hmm. especially if it's a, a song that people recognize easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that adds another layer to the whole thing. So, um, so... To answer what you just said, I try to overcompensate a little bit and and be as as clever and creative as I possibly can and get all those internal rhymes and you know and write as as strongly yeah. as possible um, to compensate for the fact that I don't write shit <laughs> except for like a million harmonies with yourself somehow harmonies but i do i hire music directors to i hire a vocal arrangers to, to okay to give me i am much the old days it was just me and a karaoke track and i was just faking the harmonies now we've boosted the uh, operation a little come bit on. i still though i cannot believe how much of this you do on your own the amount of work that goes into your videos between like writing filming and editing 
it, to me, that seems uh, it's Herculean. It's impossible. And then on top of that, you had the time to write a book and host a podcast and record an album. Like, how do you actually do that? I have no life. Really? I have though. no life. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 nice. I, I'm I'm it's nice. I like working. Mm-hmm. You, I don't have to tell you. It's nice to have a creative outlet, and that's a big part of of my life. And I like it that way. But I also I I woke up the other day and I was like, I have no social life. I am alone, and yeah. I probably will be for the rest of time if I don't get my shit together. So I'm here to actually find a boyfriend. Do you have anyone for me? I I do. This actually <gasps> is a dating podcast. Bring don't him in, Brianna. Stop Bring it. Him I knew in. this was a good decision I made. <laughs> no, but really, Andrew, I'm not kidding. You, now that I'm sitting in front of you, yeah. I realize I because I tell all my friends, I'm like, I really like. I need to be introduced to people. I'm actually not kidding. I have a notes app with single people on it I'm gonna add well to. that's what Sarah Silverman said to me on my podcast <laughs> the other day and I haven't heard from her oh, <laughs> in a month radio silence from Sarah yeah but that's well, okay she's busy I think girl, I but... might know more gay people than Sarah Silverman I... it's mi- well, uh, oh. I'm inclined to believe okay. you so Andrew I want follow up I'm on it I'm on it okay <gasps> um, all right so that sounds right is all about storytelling and occasionally telling some lies Randy have you ever told or been caught in a lie no, never. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure I have not recently because I'm an honorable adult professional person. Yeah, but I do. When, whenever people ask me that, I think back to my childhood. Mm-hmm. And you, do you want me to tell you what the uh, lie was? I mean, I want to hear it. It's not really very juicy, but I remember <laughs> it's kind of funny and very on brand. Okay, I remember I, I stole my mother's high heels once. Work. And um, she couldn't find them and then asked where they were. And I just hid them for like a month. Oh, my God. That is like the Randy Rainbow origin story. Yeah, I know. <laughs> now that I say it, it kind that of... That is, yeah, probably the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Or the musical. Thank you. Yeah. The movie musical. <laughs> um. All right. I think let's get to the game. So Okay. If, just to foreground it, Randy is terrified of this. I, I, I might leave in the middle he of might this. Leave, so, I don't like improv You games. know what? This was a really good interview. And if this is a 15-minute one, this is a 15-minute one. Wait, we might just cut here, everybody. If so, it was nice talking to you. <laughs> it's been really great. Check out his book. And, uh, paperback, paperback May the first. Thank you. <laughs> okay, well, here's the rules of the game. Um, each of us is going to draw a card with an idiom or a common phrase written on it, along with its origin story. We each get five minutes to review the actual origin, make some notes, and then decide if we're going to tell the real story or if we can do one better than history and just make one up. Either way, we have to convince each other that our story is the real one. So we're going to take a short break so we can get to thinking, and when we come back, we'll take turns separating the fact from the funny. All right, Randy, I'm going to kick things off here and tell you the backstory of the common phrase at the drop of a hat. Okay. Um, do you know who Agatha Christie is? Uh, very well. Oh, really? She, yes, I just spoke to her before I came. <laughs> How's she doing? She's How's swell. old Aggie doing? Dear Aggie. Aunt Aggie? Um, yes, um, obviously the author of all of those fabulous uh, mystery yeah. novels yeah, and things. She, I think, I want to say she wrote like... 70 or something in her lifetime oh my God. which i mean she's like the rl stein of her day that's crazy just like churning out books and like securing the bag living um she for folks who like might not be um totally familiar with her she um just gonna take a little sip of 
little sip of some seltzer. What's in there? It's like a nice lemon seltzer. Is it really just a yeah. seltzer? Yeah. It's just champagne. Champagne <laughs> makes me drowsy. What's that from? Uh Champagne, Champagne makes, makes me drowsy. Me... What is that? Hello, I'm, I'm giving you the title in a the drowsy quote. chaperone. Yes. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's my best Beth level I gave you on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, but, so for folks not familiar with Agatha Christie, she wrote she wrote titles you're probably familiar with, things like um, "Murder on the Orient Express" mm-hmm. or um, Ten Little Indians." Yeah, basically, she would just like. Think of a racial slur and start typing. <laughs> Fabulous. <laughs> she's like, I got it. Um, That's but... why she's not working anymore. So. <laughs> yeah, she'd never survive this climate. No. Um, but also no shade because as somebody who has spent like three years working on my most recent book, the fact that she wrote 70 in her lifetime, that is actually truly impressive. Yeah. Um, there are clearly no distractions like Pornhub or TikTok back back in the Victorian era. I find that a big problem with my writing. Yeah, <laughs> always gets in the way. Um, and also, honestly, like for a woman writing at that time, in I'm sure what was a very douchey male dominated publishing field, it is it is really quite impressive. Um, and so many of her books were were then like turned into movies and plays. Um, but perhaps. One of her biggest contributions is her turn of phrase that became a part of the American vernacular and the British vernacular. Uh, things like the phrase at the drop of the hat, which was the title of her seventh book, At the Drop of the Hat. Now, Randy, do you wanna do you wanna hear about what uh the book At the Drop of a Hat is about? Yes, I'd love to. Well, you'll be shocked to learn it is a mystery novel. Mm. Um, and it is. Uh, be- it begins with a character named Sir Reginald Hatterley, which I think is like a little too clever by half. Like, mm. that's that to me feels very J.K. Rowling. Like, yeah. naming like, oh, that's, that's very clever. Like, Hatterley. Right. Um, we get it. He's a wealthy gentleman, and he's, he's walking down the streets of London when all of a sudden he comes across a troop of harlequins performing in the street. Um, and harlequins, it's, that's just a, that's how fancy people say clowns. Okay. That they were clowns <laughs> and they were performing. Let's just cut to the Let's chase. Let's cut to the Let's chase. Go. These clowns, they're, they're performing <laughs> acrobatics. They're, they're like making balloon animals, except like the balloon is like an intestine because it's the Victorian era probably is what I'm thinking. Okay. And, and Sir Reginald Hatterley is just so impressed by them, but all of a sudden, he feels a a smack on the back of his head as he is knocked to the ground and his hat falls onto the concrete. And it is because these are not your everyday clowns. These are robber clowns. They are actually a, a, a band of thieves disguised as robbers. And um, they, they quickly rob Sir Reginald Hatterley. And they take everything from him except for his hat. And so when he comes to, he wakes up and he starts screaming, help me, help me. And a crowd gathers around him and, and he says, they took everything from me at the drop of a hat. And everyone understands that to mean, oh, at the drop of a hat, something that happens very suddenly or without warning. Um, and so much so that that, that that book title is so popular and and that phrase then just becomes synonymous with anything that happens suddenly mm. anything that happens without warning um 
And so we can really thank old Aunt Aggie Christie for that one. So, Randy, I see from that sigh, it is uh-huh. now your turn to guess. <laughs> well, I'm guess like we're running out of time here. This is going on and on. I don't know if I want to let you continue this ruse. So, so that is that is um that is the uh, origin of the phrase at the drop of the hat. Okay. Now, now, does that sound right to you, or does that sound like? Now, do I have a moment to think about yes, this? Yeah, or, or even ask me, if you want to ask me some follow-ups, I'm oh, ready. Oh, God, follow-ups. What is left to divulge? <laughs> um, I'm a very fast writer. I'm a first draft kind of guy. <laughs> Why don't you get the book and read it to me, starting at chapter one? Um, okay, wait a minute. I'm trying to think, because at the drop of a hat, mm-hmm. like that makes sense that it would come from a, a literary reference. Yeah. Because it's a specific thing. Because there's, a, isn't there like the drop of a... No, the drop of a. Okay, no, uh, you could hear a pin, hear a pin drop. drop. Yeah, yeah, but at, that's for at another the drop episode. of a hat means. Yeah. It means it something. happened fast. Yeah, and where else would where would someone just choose a hat if not someone like Agatha Christie if, writing about yeah, it? Yeah, writing about a character whose name is annoyingly Sir Reginald Hatterley, which I think is a little on the nose, <laughs> Agatha. <laughs> Come on now. She, okay. uh, she had to write 70 books. She did. She that was before ChatGPT <laughs> could do her job. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that that is accurate. <gasps> that sounds right, you think? That sounds right. That sounds right. Um, That's incorrect. Oh, no, my I God, totally you made that liar. Up. Yeah, I, I... You're a snake. I'm a little snake. It actually comes from... It did originate in the 19th century. I did sort of steal that. Um, And it does mean something that happens suddenly, but it's actually... It was a common practice to signal the beginning of a fight or a race by dropping a hat, like like a cowboy hat. They'd like drop it on the ground, and they would say at the drop of a hat. And that that was when they would start their that's like, when show they now. would start the race. I like yours better. I think I like mine better too because gonna... one of them forced me to talk about sports, which yeah. like I sure don't know about. <laughs> we would have been lost. We but would I'll... have asked, had to ask the <laughs> crew to come back in. <laughs> Can we? Yes, no, but I, us talking about a lady detective. Yeah. Honey, I could talk for days. I loved it. It was very like murder she wrote. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of my faves. Um. All right, so we are going to take a break, and when we come back, <laughs> we will hear from Randy. It's going to be very short after this break, <laughs> so you can uh, get ready to yes. do your other things <laughs> for the day. Get a very small snack, like a string cheese. Yeah. If. Half. Yes. Three fruit snacks. Absolutely. A, a, a handful of almonds. <laughs> okay. Andrew, I am now going to tell you about the idiom, bite the bullet. Oh. Yeah. Meaning, and I can tell you the meaning, right? As if you don't know, but in case any of our listening audience Mm -hmm. is stupid. Um, It means to decide (laughs) to do something difficult or unpleasant. Ooh, got to bite that bullet. Bite the bullet and do it. You just got to do it. Like like I'm going to bite the bullet and play this fucking game with you, (laughs) even though I'm not good at this. (laughs) But it's going great. It's going well so far. I see. I'm. I'm. I'm this is called this filler is... because I, I. I don't want your episode to go short. But here we, we gotta go. sell some Casper mattresses. Exactly. Come on. Do you have sponsors? No. Good. I don't either. Yet. Okay. Few. Um. I, I just was gonna be. I was gonna have. I was gonna call my producer. Okay. So bite the bullet. Um. This is the most well-known origin. Oh. Okay. There might be something else, but this is what is. You know, gotcha. people know this is this is what this yeah. is the best known Wikipedia would say. Wikipedia research only the best on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to uh, anesthetics, mm. 
during, you know, the old timey mm -hmm. war times. And I'm thinking about, you know, like picture Gone with the Wind. Oh, and yeah. The, the scene with the thing in there. They're tying up the. Sorry, I'm making noise. Sorry, <laughs> we, we can cut that in post. Um, they're tying up the the guy's, I think, leg. And oh, yeah, they had like a little amputate. tourniquet situation. Yes, and Scarlett is having a fucking fit. She is not having it. Yeah. Um, so in those old-timey war days, uh, basically um, before 1846, because that's when anesthetics were really oh, started yeah, to yeah, be yeah. used, um, they would actually give the soldiers actual bullets. What? Yes, they would stick actual giant bullets in their mouths. Ah, that really, that actually just got chills down my body. That like makes my teeth hurt. Not good for the teeth. No. But better than, I mean, you know, because the reason was because otherwise they, and they would find it sort of emasculating almost to scream or, or curse or cry. Oh. So they would literally <gasps> chomp down on bullets to prevent them from screaming during um, having these procedures done. Oh, my those... God. That's yes. horrific. Yes. Um, why are they just not like his drunk? This part I don't know, but I, that's always my go-to. Yeah. So that's what I would have. That's what I would have done. Surely there's got to be something more than a bullet. Yes, out there. when I go to war, when, that's every what time, we'll do. every time I have gone to war personally, <laughs> and I, had to. I like a gimlet. I like a gimlet. I like yes. I like a starburst. I what don't do you need a bullet. What is your drink of choice? I'm not kidding. It's a gimlet. Oh it's really? A, it's a gin gimlet. Yeah. I've never had a gimlet in my really? life. But since we were referencing um, Drazi Chaperone, they make a, a Gimlet reference in oh, that yeah. show that I just oh, remembered. Uh, Gimlet is so easy. It's like uh, just two ounces of gin, okay, three quarter ounce of lime, and then like a little half ounce of a little sugar water. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's good. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever had gin. Ever? I, I, well, maybe. Oh, it's like making in a, a Long comeback. Island iced tea. But I'm a vodka girl. Oh, well, you can make a vodka gimlet too. Yeah. Same rest. Yeah. All right. Okay, but back to the back biting to the, a bullet. Right. So there was, no, it was, you know, when they didn't have any booze, when they were, when the bartender was off. Yeah. And they couldn't get a gimlet. Old Scarlet. Or a good gimlet. Yeah. <laughs> the right way. They would um, bite down. They would bite down on actual on bullet. Actual bullets before. Okay. Like the mid eighteen hundreds. Okay. Are there are there any like pop culture references perhaps that you may have heard? Um there was an album um in two thousand seven. Oh. By Carl Wolf. <laughs> who's my favorite. <laughs> Give me can you sing me uh, your favorite Carl Wolf song? Um I can sing the song Bite the Bullet if you like. <laughs> Hit me. Bite the bullet. Because there's no bartender on tonight. Bite the bullet. Wrap that tourniquet and pull it tight. Bite oh! the bullet. I told you, oh, rhyming. Honey, this is the Grammy coming through. Yeah, but I didn't write that. Carl oh, Wolf. Oh, Carl did. Wolf, of course. Of course, Carl Wolf. You're one of our favorite pop divas. <laughs> he's on the show next week, isn't he? Oh, it? yes. I, yeah, in fact, yeah. yeah we've, he's, he's making been the booked. podcast round. <laughs> Okay. Is is there anything else that you could possibly tell me about? Frankly, I think I've told you too much. <laughs> it's, you've told me too much. I am going to go ahead. This sounds incredibly real to me because I truly can picture 
a man getting his leg chopped off during the Civil War and being like, hey, fellas, is it gay to scream when you're getting <laughs> your leg amputated? <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. It, let's bite that bullet. I'm going to go with that sounds right. Well, Andrew, you are correct. Bam. Oh, amazing. Okay. Although- that's pretty good. Why a bullet why though? A bullet? Like, let, let, I, mean, I, I need a mouthful. Yeah. Give me a pillow. Yeah. Pick, uh, give me a sock. Yeah. I don't know. Anything other than a bullet. That not, seems not worse very than resourceful. getting your leg cut off. Yeah. And just like I can picture the teeth breaking like in Looney Tunes. Yes. And then they're like, chicka, 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 chicka. yeah, it's not great. Terrible. Okay. Terrible. Well, Thank I guess that was we each guessed correctly. So, so what do we get now? This means that we go into sudden death. Oh my god. Um. Now for this round, our producer is going to read us an obscure and very strange law, and we each have a buzzer, and the first one to buzz in gets to guess if that sounds right or if she's totally lying. Now, Randy, mm. you have a buzzer sitting next to you. Yeah. Would you like to pick it up and press it into the microphone to see the very special um, press, Randy Rainbow sound that I, has been programmed? I press it now. Yeah. Into the microphone. Yeah. Gay. <laughs> gay from gay. my hit song. From gay your, from your hit hit YouTube parody, "Gay" to oh. the tune of "Shy." Thank you. All right, I've got. I also have a bull a buzzer. Um, I almost said a bullet. <laughs> I have a buzzer right here, and it is. Oh, that's which is from your most recent. Yes. Oh, I um, love this show. It's very on the fucking yes. <laughs> pulse. Of really things. on the pulse. Yes. You got your finger on the pulse. I got is what my I meant finger on the pulse and on the buzzer. Which, Correct, folks. In his uh, recent parody, where Randy very hysterically plays the Andrew sisters, this is maybe not like the highlight of it, but it was my personal highlight. It's just a Randy Rainbow 1930s s scat. I love it. Was that actual me from the video? No, that was just me pretending you, to be you. You're doing the yeah. I'm quotes. doing the I'm doing the you the quotes. Do, you do a good me. I do a good Randy Rainbow. Um, okay, so our our producer is going to read us, and we we each buzz and either guess if that sounds right or that sounds wrong. Okay. It is illegal to put ice cream on cherry pie in Kansas. Andrew. I'm going to go with that sounds wrong. That seems like very standard Kansas to me. Actually, it's true. You can't do it. What? what? <laughs> Kansas? You're kidding. Get out of here, Kansas. What are they putting on their ice or on their pies? Just not ice cream. We Just can't like do a it. Dry, dry can't, pie. Wait a minute. Specifically that flavor? Wait, what what yeah, is, is it only cherry pie? It is. What the hell's going on Come here? Come on, Kansas. Get out of here. Should we do one more just for funsies? Of yeah. course. I'm going to okay. look that up after I leave here. I don't believe that. <laughs> I'm canceling all my Kansas dates. <laughs> all of the dates are done. <laughs> if I can't have my ice cream on my cherry yeah. pie. Yeah. Abortion is one thing, but that's an issue. I <laughs> just can't. get too far. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the next one. <clears throat> it is illegal to read poetry out loud in public places in Louisiana. <laughs> oh, you did it. I, uh, I'll i give this one to you. Okay, I'm going to say that that is false, and I better be right. You are so right. right. I'm right. Oh, okay. Well, it looks like you won then, right? Yes, I did. Oh, my gosh, Randy, you won. I never Randy, won you anything. you won. You win a prize. What do I get? One second. I better be a phone number to one of your friends. <laughs> well, I can't promise that, but this is okay. really 
Oh my god, I fully just like tweaked my back. No, for this, <laughs> this is the most middle age. Honey, show. you're not a newsie like, anymore. Oh, We're getting too old to be uh, doing. Um... I'm gonna have my arm in a sling. <laughs> oh god, is this oh on god. camera? Yeah, this that's is a like... great shot. <laughs> that one's for the Patreon. <laughs> All right, you get to uh, pick a very special greeting card okay. that is geared just towards I want this you. middle one. Okay. And now do I read it? Oh, sure, if okay. you'd like. It says, so happy to hear your surgery's over. And there's a picture <laughs> of a dog with a cone on it. Oh. And then inside it says, want you to know that thoughts and wishes are with you until your recovery's complete. That's beautiful. I feel like you could give that to me for my shoulder. I feel like going to Louisiana and reading that on the, <laughs> on the side of this corner street. <laughs> oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, well, Randy, congratulations. You are absolutely the winner. Um, that is all for today's show. Please remember to subscribe, and if you like us, we'd love for you to write us a review. Um, these really help. Big thanks to my guest, Randy Rainbow, who you can find on all of his socials at Randy Rainbow and on YouTube at Randy Rainbow Official and wherever you listen to podcasts, the Randy Rainbow Podcast. Thank you, and join us next week for another episode of Say it with me, Randy. That, that sounds, sounds right. right.